the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out www.thenewparkway.com. You are listening to High School where real talk Michael Orr blindsided us with a scathing attack on Sandra Bullock, that beautiful white woman who adopted him and saved him from a life of being a poor, uneducated Negro. That book had a problem to begin with. It was a white savior complex. And, and not, not the real white savior complex, I meaning some white woman come and get Pedro out of his marriage. That would be the real book, and I would write a book, and it would be a miracle. I would believe in Jesus again if that happened. <laughs> if, if anybody wants to be Pedro's beautiful white woman savior, please. She, she don't even have to look like Sandra Bullock. She ain't got to be nowhere near Sandra Bullock. Okay, it could be anything. Just come say Pedro. Why is the third game of preseason always better than the first game of preseason? Well, the third game is always the dress rehearsal game, so not anymore. Now, well, not yeah. anymore, but 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 still, I think some some teams waited till now to like play some of their starters a little bit yeah, more, something. like the Jets did. Yeah, I think the third game they should play a little bit. I, I don't know. I don't like the Cowboys not playing a whole group of players. I don't think they're. Dak, maybe I can kind of understand, but I'm like, get him a series or two, get the whole line on the series or two. Like, well, they played in game two, right? That's no, the not, game. None of them played. None of them played. Not even game two. No. The Rams won the Super Bowl when nobody played in preseason that year. But the Rams also like went all in and sold their soul and made trades to get <laughs> put themselves over the top. And it shows. It shows they, now. They had no picks. About, what was it? Forty something in preseason to zero. Well, that was something I was arguing with Todd about is like, you know, you, uh, if your team is good at finding good value in the mid rounds and like undrafted mm-hmm. mid late rounds, they find good value and good players that fit their scheme and like can just kind of plug and play without really dropping off levels that can sustain that. That's like what a, that's how you build a championship caliber team. Yeah. But you're missing out on several first round picks or even like first and second round picks, a combination of high, high draft picks. That can eventually, you know, take a toll on a team if you're not getting some of that top tier, you know, elite talent. And you're not always going to hit on with those no. picks. But I saw something somebody said, like what they turned those picks into. One of them was they got Tyree Kill because they had that extra uh, pick. Oh, the picks. Yeah, they got Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, the Dolphins were able to draft Jalen Waddle in the first early or in the first round. And one of the picks to trade. What's the dude name start to see the linebacker? I don't know. They got yeah. They, they traded for a line. They traded another pick for a linebacker, and they traded. For Tyree Kill, so and they they had one other player they got. I don't remember who it was. Oh, it was in that. It was in that. I think it was in that. Um, that meme thread I sent you talking shit about the Trey Lance trade, the one yeah. that had Vince McMahon. The meme was like uh, Jerry Jones. Anytime he hears he can get a light skinned quarterback, those interceptions. I was laughing. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Watch that son of a bitch! Show me that motherfucker! <laughs> Take me to him! Take me to that son of a bitch!" Who do you think? Has doing more cooning in his lifetime, Jerry Jones or Vince McMahon? 
This is mad because he's actually been like uh, Jerry Jones to a degree. Oh, they got Bradley. They traded for Bradley Chubb too. His edge yeah. rusher, and he's he's tight. He's tight. That's what I said, man. That the 49ers. See, the problem is 49ers went all in on a draft. The Rams went all in on players. Yeah, well, that's that, and that's where in lies. That's why I was trying to, you know, I was kind of arguing with Ty because, like, you know, they they'll be fine. They just need Brock Purdy right now. And I'm like, yeah. And that's going to be my question of the day, Brandon. Be ready for that question of the day about Niners and the Brock Purdy syndrome they seem to have. But uh, we'll get to that. But Niner fans out here, man. Yeah, we'll get to that later. I'll, I'll be ready for that. Yeah, yeah, man. Shout out to the Niner fans, man. Right, shout out, now, uh, shout out, Buns Basketball League. No, man, you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't catch the initials. It's the BBL. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's Buns and Basketball League, man. BBL. Uh, damn. Wow. Where, where was that at? It's, it's New York, New Jersey area. Yeah, man. Tickets are um, tickets started at fifty eight dollars. Okay, we'll uh, see how long that lasts. <laughs> you can sit. You can sit courtside. Well, you can have guaranteed seating for like $100. <laughs> yeah. And you can sit courtside for like $200. This will be like a real big, like, this could be a real, uh, you know, what is it? Um, throwing, uh, what is it? Throwing the face of uh, the lingerie football league because they're like all getting out there, getting hella aggro, taking a hella serious. It's like, man, it's like, is, is, is your sport entertaining or is it like what you're wearing that's, the main form of entertainment. At least in the lingerie league, they took, like you said, they took it serious. Jerry, I yeah. saw the clip of that. There was no seriousness in that. Ba- basketball. Well, no, no, that's not. That's not like good basketball. You're not going there to see anything other than ass. It's like I just want to see <laughs> thick women with fat ass play some basketball, not well, see, or like varying degrees of not good, right? See, well, that, well, that's the thing, right? It's like uh, I never got the idea. Like I never got into the whole strip club thing. It's just because, like, okay, you're there. There's all these women there in their lingerie, but then you're surrounded by like sixty dudes. <laughs> but yeah. there's five girls there. There's like six. I was like, I gotta get out of here. It's too aggressive in here. The strip club is better than that basketball league because at least the strip club you can pay for certain things. Well, in a biological sense, though, when when you got men's around each other and you have some scantily clad. Uh, luxurious looking women that you know get your blood flowing. You know it, it, the fact that there's a lot of dudes in there also, you know, kicks up your your height. You're heightened even more probably because you're like shit. Your 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 deep lizard brain is in there being like, oh yes, you got to out compete these niggas to get that big. Okay, <laughs> like the thick woman dancing nude on the stage. <laughs> look at her down there in the post. Yeah, look at her in the post. So like my yeah, my thing is like. Lingerie football league at least takes itself seriously. Seriously, those girls are like really going at it. This mm-hmm. is like the opposite of like that competition level from what I've seen. But at the same time, I don't know if lingerie is uh, selling their tickets for fifty eight dollars a piece. <laughs> no, no. Well, because you because you can get the regular ticket, but then you can get that regular ticket plus the after party where you oh. where you get to meet all the players. Can you, Brandon? So. Can you look up lingerie football league ticket prices real quick? Can we just I, I, maybe they're more? It's football. It is. Hold on, that's basketball. I just realized something. I was looking up FIBA basketball the ticket prices in Manila and. There's some expensive ones if you want courtside, but they're generally it's almost like twelve bucks. You're telling me this BBL league costs more than to watch real professional 
NBA and professional <laughs> European players and, and Australian players play against each other? No, well, so there are a couple of things that are crazy to, about it to me is that we go on Eventbrite. The Eventbrite says the event is five and a half hours. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing there? The game and a half hours together. I'm like, that's nuts. tickets for on Eventbrite. That's tight. Like that. So this is definitely a show. This is not even a real sport. Wait, so you can go on Eventbrite and you can get the VIP package where you can go to the after party after each series of games. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That you know they throwing a little more in there. How much was the How much was the VIP though? Was that That wasn't fifty eight dollars, right? That, no, that was not fifty eight dollars. No, you you do with the GoPro in the in the back row if you get that one. Yeah. <laughs> Ticket prices are between ten and forty nine dollars. Okay, so BBL is surpassing for not having good sports. So is lingerie football league doing too much by trying too hard? Should they play into you know, saying the amount of just like fit, thick, beautiful, milky, white womans from Texas and Oklahoma who played flag football growing up. <laughs> the quality of sports is probably better than laundry football league. And the quality of health. I mean, what's the security like at this BBL league? Let's let's face the real question, man. What what happened <laughs> when we were watching that bar rescue? What did he say on bar rescue for any hip hop? <laughs> The most important thing is yeah, security. Like we need, we need to make he sure. He spent the whole day on security. Yeah, man, but that's nuts. I thought it was seems very entertaining to for the people who are there. But like, I see six basketball players and I see eighty black dudes. It looks like it's probably like a good time, but I don't know if they can keep charging fifty eight dollars for tickets though. They got they're probably gonna, <laughs> the, the tickets like the price is going to drop down to like fifteen twenty bucks. If I go on like TickPick or like a secondary ticket provider, you think I can get them for a discount at 58 bucks off Eventbrite? Yeah. <laughs> or do you think a, a secondary ticket provider would, would validate that? There's like, this ain't real shit. <laughs> another, another way that we, that, that we contribute to the invalidation of women's sports. <laughs> like I'm actually, I'm not against like, you know, saying the merging of like the, the provocative and the, the showmanship and the sexual with sports. But at the same time, you know, saying there's men's sports that are also stupid and asinine, but men's sports are typically legitimized because we, you know, whatever you want to Men's sports have been legitimized and it's okay for them to have offshoots. They're seen as quirky from a place of non-equal power and importance historically you know, like just like in the racialized things, you don't want bad people speaking up or things, you know, to misrepresent you and slow down your process and progress. So, like, is this slowing down the advancements within women's sports as a whole in America? This is slowing down advancement as people, period, Jared. Not sports. oh, that too, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> because when you are coming from a lesser background, like those things that take away credibility from you as a like can be like really hurtful, like that. You lose more ground that you already you, you end up gaining more ground that you have to make up, if that makes sense. Great. So, how how much did the women's uh, national soccer team set us back? Uh, well, with their with their lackluster performance and not making it beyond the, the first round of the elimination round, like yeah, like I don't think I think they've built up enough credibility to where they're known just still as like one of the top teams and top countries in the world when it comes to women's soccer. Right, but like, so 
like even though they have the most famous soccer players in the USA, right? But that's also like, merit based, you, you, though. That's merit based. Like it's you, the, the, the sport is merit based. Oh, never mind. Go ahead, Brennan. Oh no! Like you, they have the most famous soccer players in the USA, right? Like the group, the group that they put out there is more famous than anybody on the men's side, right? Like you have some names in the men's side, like you have Messi now. You got a few other people okay. who used to play in Europe who come back and like, all right, I'm washed up and I can make. Well, we're talking about like men's national team. We're talking about men's, like men's national team, women's national team, soccer that, in America. Yeah, it it doesn't translate. Like people are not like people will go see them, like go get an autograph, or whatever. But it's not translating to people actually wanting to watch the sport right well yeah they're not going to watch the women's pro league nearly as much because even though those games might even be you know more fun to watch some of these world cup games and tournament games because you have concentrations of talent it's still just you know it's not necessarily still as good i don't i don't, you know i just see it this bbl league which i'm not mad at and i am okay with <laughs> but i do see it for what it is just call it what it is, a stripper league. Yeah, like just call it, like don't try and legitimize it and like be like, man, it's the BB. But I guess yeah, that's they're playing into it. So I'm not I'm not hating on it. I can't hate on it. But at the same time, <laughs> it's, it's like, like WWE for strippers. Right? You're like, all right, how can we sport to this? Like we go. Yeah. Obviously, you didn't see the clip Brandon just said and see the referee's face. <laughs> what happened? Uh, he's, not, he's not playing a straight man at all. He's just like, all right. <laughs> He's in on like he never had a basketball game in his life. Oh shit! Hold on, let's put this on. The, <laughs> this on the thing. Yeah, so yeah, stripper stripper league, BBL stripper league. Stripper been started in Africa, long time ago, long, long, long time ago. I'm just having fun with it, you know. I expect if I go to that, like they have a, a raffle, and in the raffle you win a CD, a DVD copy of KC and Squirt. Come on. <laughs> you been oh, a DVD hey. cop, like three Tubi movies. Buns and basketball. Wait, who is it? They're playing they're playing <laughs> on a green screen, bro. There's not they're not even in a real <laughs> on, bro. There's no line for the I can make it every cane on it. Honey bands make it rain on it. Oh my I, god. You know, I, I'm not here with the sound. That song not go with that video at no? all. Oh it's man, this is, they got bro. They sitting in the green. They in the sound studio, bro. <laughs> Hold on, this, this is this is all entertainment. There's no legitimacy at all. We should not take this as any type of way of legitimizing it towards women's sport. It, it is uh, its own separate entertainment entity. White men went to Africa, and he saw these beautiful black women walking around, singing, dancing, working, living. In the nude. Fucking naked. You can see they public hairs. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and on the Twitter at Horcrux Hipster. Also, check out our TikTok at the High Score 510 and our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash High Score 510. And we are here with. Now, this is AG3 coming at you faster than uh, COVID hitting me fast. And that's all I got to say. Support President Trump. You want to know why I'm here to support President Trump? Because they done did black men like this for decades, make up charges and put them so I know Trump is innocent. I support Trump against this corrupt, two tiered justice system. That's why I'm here to show my support as a black man for Trump. And I'm wearing my shirt, niggas for Trump 2024, and I mean that. 
what do you think about the indictments? Oh, it's a bunch of bullshit. All right. <laughs> Jericho made me that. That's the that's the dude uh, I was telling you about earlier today, Aaron. <laughs> I, I see there. Yeah. I'm pretty he sure white like he heard, he said, that's my nigga that. while pointing yeah. at him. That was a white hand that pointed at I think that was a white dude yeah, that said that. The white dude was like, oh, I think I can get away with it. This guy like Trump so much. My <laughs> guys like that made me wish we still had slavery. Who this nigga up on that name? <laughs> but you have to at least buy your way out, work your way out, because he'd just be stuck slaving somewhere. Not be fine with that. At least one state. Maybe we should have one state of slavery. And and not not by color. It don't have to be by color, just by idiots. Just this is idiot. Now, I asked you who this nigga on that name. <laughs> <laughs> don't cancel me. I don't mean we should still have slavery. This he just reminds me of. Hey, hold on. Here's the part where I think they might have said uh, I can't. Derek Gilson, that. my nigga. That was a that white was man's a white hand. hand. That was a white hand. That was a white hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord that was a white man pointing. that's my nigga <laughs> that was a white hand so he knew he could get away with it in that crowd man that's why i said that's the reason i said my slavery joke because of that reason right there oh thanks. everybody crying it's 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 you know what right see how way. agitated he is now i know let's let's make lemonade okay let's go to work and we are here with uh personal shout out to ivy Prokin. i'm just saying that Daddy Marco. Well, back in back in the day, people get hyped when you pull out. You know, you had a, you had some E and J on you, or some whiskey. Oh yeah, let me hit that. Now you pull out a uh, bottle of ibuprofen around a bunch of forty year olds. Oh shit, <laughs> man, man. That's like that's like being in high school after basketball <laughs> practice and taking out that one person that had a bottle, uh, one of the tw- to do twenty ounces of coke. And it's like, <laughs> oh man, Pat, can I get a quick waterfall? Here's a sound bite. This is how I know most American people are robots because how y'all looking at this whole situation lets me know that y'all have no individual perspective. America only treats people like this when they feel like they are trying to show them I'm still in control. They're trying to embarrass him. He's a president. He has secret service like Charleston White said. He cannot go to prison. It's not going to happen. Which lets me know this is about a form of control. They're trying to embarrass him and his team. They're trying to break him. They're trying to show him you are not in control as much as you want and he's fighting back even more that's the issue and i find it weird how y'all want me to care about his taxes taxes y'all want me to care about him groping women i don't care about none of that it ain't got nothing to do with me everything that they're trying to go against him for is his private issues when biden is still president he's giving all of our money to ukraine the issues that american people have issues with lets me know why they treat y'all how they treat y'all robots all right, that's your sound, my friend. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that one, Brett Jerry. <laughs> she quoted Charleston White. <laughs> They're getting them some new niggas. <laughs> this is where we are in a place where she uses Charleston White as a reference and a, and a source of information. This is where we are in America right now. Man. I don't know what happened, how the <laughs> education system failed black people. And my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. Buddy Gary Anthony Williams and Arthur Rockers now relation. Look, let's just cut to the nitty and the damn gritty here. About that damn thing that happened in Montgomery, Alabama. Okay, let's just talk. I'm just saying those pure innocent white folks had their day ruined. Had their day ruined. How's it going, guys? 
Doing good, man. You know, I'm getting over from COVID. It taught me some things, changed my whole perspective of life, to be honest with you. Uh, my perspective of life changed. You know, I mean, because, you know, I, I'm one of those people that, you know, when you get like, get like something like COVID, you want to, I want to sit there and feel it and be in it. And um, like that first day, I didn't struggle with it too much because I wanted to feel sick. I mean, I was sick, but I wanted to feel it. Like that first night, I was like, wow, this is really a weird feeling on my body. I want to embrace this and see how it feel. And it taught me something, David. It taught me something. It taught me, um, it taught me how just crackheads. It taught me something about crackheads. And I thought, you know, crackheads, what? they're like, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, this, this is the epiphany came over me, Brandon. Crackheads. Yeah, yeah I'm going to see where you help. see where you went in this play, man. <laughs> crackheads can help you with everything in the world. This is what COVID taught me. Crackheads can help you. Think about this, man. You know, many times in your life when you ran into a crackhead, you're looking for something. It could be a lost key and a crackhead. Oh, I, I think I know someone that has it. Or crackheads can help you. Man, I'm trying to find a bank. Crackheads know where a bank is. They know where the food places are. They know everything in the world is. A crackhead can always help you except for one thing. They know where to get water. They know where to get everything. Except for if you, oh man, I'm trying to charge my phone, man. There's no charge. Oh man, there's a there's a there's a store around the corner. They let you charge it for like 15 minutes free. And you're like, damn, how do crackheads know all of this, man? You know, they. I remember one day I was putting out my my car. I had this old Cordia, and it was knocking. Pulled over. I mean, I was like stopping to go run in a store. Crackhead came, came by and said, "Hey, dog, you need some oil in your car. That's why it's making that." knocking noise no lie i went and bought a quarter oils knocking noise gone crackheads can help you with everything except one thing in this world and that's a place to drop a deuce have you noticed for some reason they can find every damn place in the world they can find a fire station in antarctica but you know what they can't find a place to drop a deuce i went outside to walk my dog you know i had covid i put a mask on but then i wanted some fresh air nobody was around me. i took it off and I almost stepped into a crackhead deuce full of flies next to the church down the street, right? Full of flies. And that was when I realized, God damn it, I can't smell. I lost my <laughs> sense of smell. Ain't this a bitch? Goddamn crackhead deuce right here. My dog right next to it trying to take him a piss and I can't smell it at all. You can't be properly upset with it. Well, that taught me that crackheads, the one thing that I always run into is crackhead deuces. Why can't they find a place to take a deuce? Right? You should set out like a little community bucket they can use and just ask them to empty it. They wouldn't find that. I could put a porta potty and say crackheads only deuces and somehow they wouldn't be able to find it. You smoke crack, don't you? Look at me, boy. Don't you smoke crack. So that epiphany hit me, Brandon, during all this. Crackheads can find anything except a place to take a deuce. Just need a bucket and some kitty litter, man. Man, that thing's... Never smelt it. My smell's back to about like probably about sixty percent now. It's not as strong. I never lost my sense of taste, which was good, but I lost my appetite. Couldn't smell anything. Couldn't smell a crackhead deuce. Didn't get a whiff of it. It's dried up now. It's been a week and a half. It's been a it's been a week since I had COVID, and I can't. I never smelt the crackhead deuce once, which is a good thing. But was a bad thing because I'm a step. That's what I got from COVID, Brandon. Crackheads. Crackheads can find Crackheads, crackheads, crackheads. Set up a place to drop a deuce. I'm glad you recovered, Aaron. I'm happy to hear that you are uh, almost back to back to normal. But, you know, just keep keep in mind, watch out for that brain fog. Watch out for that uh, uh, lack of uh, <laughs> en- endurance and, uh, and, 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 and what, fatigue way. 
second yeah 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 i'm still i'm still trying to get my endurance back it's kind of it got it kind of got sapped like i said i could get a whiff i can smell things now just not from distance or anything and uh which is good because i mean when the smell was gone and i was healthy enough to leave the house i had to just wash everything about five times i didn't know if it was stinking or not before aaron was like a crackhead bloodhound like he could smell crackhead deuces i could smell anything Oh, Darius is here, and we are here with... What's up, man? I'm just dripping by like a cockroach trying to get to the sky. It's your boy, Darius, a.k.a. the owner. Uh, I was the co-owner, uh, just like them two dudes from Bishop Sycamore. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, working, I'm working by myself. I still can't watch that shit. I, I watched it. I was like, everybody in this shit's stupid. Like, everybody... <laughs> I watched it. That's kind of crazy. We'll yeah, I watched it. I watched it today, brother. Well, here's your sound, about it, Darius. Maybe I'm not swag. Maybe I can't be dick. I'm a black nigga. I'm a black nigga. Did I send it to you? Because that's my ringtone currently. <laughs> oh my god! At work, is that your ringtone too? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's a little, a little uh, trip wire that right when you step on it in the Nike building, it starts playing that right before I get to my desk. Come on. <laughs> Oh, stupid. Uh, all right. Well, uh, uh, in news this week, Donald Trump was indicted <laughs> in Georgia and turned himself in. And even had his mugshot taken. Uh, some of the sound bites uh, are in response to this latest uh, indictment and arrest or, you know, processing. He bonded out or bailed out, whatever he might do. But uh, yeah, Donald Trump is indicted in Georgia for umpteen felony charges and a RICO case. He got a RICO case. YSL Trump. Anyway. He's the first white man to get a RICO case since uh, goddamn Al Capone and, and, and since the Italian Mafia used to be alive in the East Coast. Uh, nah, man. I think it was uh, actually Takashi 6 9 was the last white dude to get a RICO case. She's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I told everybody he had a RICO case. What do you guys think about Donald Trump and his RICO case? Is this uh, a legitimate case against him or just another neoliberal tactic to control the masses? They, they are doing everything they can to keep that man from running for president. <laughs> They're doing everything they can. Hey, <laughs> I know somebody down in Georgia. Hey, can you? Can you? Like, he's been in Georgia before. You know, he's not done something illegal. All right, yeah, run him up. Oh, and they they they's ganging up on the man. It's making him stronger, though. That's all they doing. Getting stronger, strong <laughs> man. I mean, that judge. My sister went to school with her. She she ain't she she is one attention. <laughs> the judge or the uh, no? The, remember that's what in that who who he say the prosecutor was that the prosecutor he was talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they also yeah claimed that she had an affair with a rapper she had charged and um, okay. come on man, they, please. They've been, yeah, they've been trying. I think to- you need to show that video to Adaris. Adaris ain't seen that one yet. Oh, uh, which one? <clears throat> that the the Trump, the 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 E file for Zagging for Trump. Who E files and Zagging? What's that mean? The, uh, that was that NWA album when you put it and when you read it backwards. Evangelicals, what niggas? No, uh, remember they had the uh, NWA had an album called Niggas for Life. Mm-hmm. But remember they wrote it backwards on the album. Oh, so I, didn't, the I, didn't, album. I didn't listen to too much. Uh... <laughs> Oh, that was one of my favorite albums, and it threw me off when I came up. When I moved up here, fools are like, "Oh man, you like NWA? I like NWA. I like that E Foul for Zach. And I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And they were just saying the album like that. I'm like, "Oh, you talking about niggas for life?" 
that's the name of the album. They're like, no, it's called E. Falfers. I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm I say done. we kill him. Shut the door, nigga. Never use well, uh, here again. Yeah, Darius, you're 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 dressed in your uh your trucker uh trucker leisure wear delights right now. You got the hat and the you look a little comfy. Gary, you look like you sell gymnast LSD. <laughs> Come on, man. he sell gymnast. <laughs> he go around and not, not even high end gymnast either. No, I can't yeah. tell if you wavy gravy or Larry Nasser. Do you like teenage girls? When you say teenage, how are we talking? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you said gymnastics meeting. No, I've been to like a college gymnastics meeting. It is uncomfortable there, man. It is. Oh, no, you can't go out as I would never go out as an old man. And that was something that I spent many of my college days at, Brandon. Oh, no, man. My, my, my kid wanted to go. Like, she's interested in gymnastics. So oh, yeah. So you got to go. We should go to a gymnastics meeting. I'm in there. I'm like, I'm looking at my shoes, checking yeah. out my phone. <laughs> oh, you need to go to popcorn? Does anybody need to go to the bathroom? Like, <laughs> I'll be right there with you. I would be so uncomfortable. I ain't even got a daughter, Brandon. I'll be uncomfortable in there because I know how I was looking when I was in college. So I was like, oh, I can't do that now. I you stay just, away. They're like, yes, girl. Flip them, flip them, flip them. <laughs> Dad, why are you talking like that? Don't worry because about the college, it, bitch. Because the, college, the problem with the college gymnastics is they're all past their prime, so they're very curvy, too. On all ends. Uh, if y'all don't know, Aaron was a gymnast groupie in college. Groupie. I was a gymnast groupie. They know me. <laughs> if you were a cow gymnastics girl from, from 90, from 95 to basically 99. Well, once I got hitched up, I was gone. So you had it to about 98, 99. You knew Aaron. <laughs> the That's when they put me in charge of the music at one of the events, and I was not paying attention. I fucked up. They, they took me off and just said, just come watch the shit, all right? <laughs> Damn. I heard you live in the walls of Clark Kerr. Come on, man. <laughs> the groupie of Clark, of Clark Kerr. Uh, in other breaking news about this indictment, though, it turns out that the 45th, Mr. 45 himself, um, is in peak physical condition as he is listed as wide receiver one, uh, height and weight. <laughs> Not even hard here. They look at his three two fifteen. Uh, <laughs> somewhere along the lines of a Julio Jones, or <laughs> that's a two fifteen. I ain't never seen a two fifteen look like that before. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys think about uh, Trump being so fit? And should somebody take a, fl- a flyer and sign him? <laughs> Dude, I'm. I don't know what to say, man. I don't know. You know, I I stretch the truth on my at the DMV on my passport, right? Like it's like maybe I, you know, this is what I weighed eight years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way I want to be. If if everything go right, it's what I would be at if I get to the gym and everything go right. But ain't no way that fool is two fifteen. He never met no Martin Luther the King. Oh man, you lying. You ain't never met Martin Luther the King. Knocked the wind out of me. Yes, he did. No, it didn't. Yes, he did. No, he did not. He ain't never met no Martin Luther <laughs> the King. I usually, man, I'm telling you, I usually lie. I go the other way. I tell people on all of my IDs, I weigh 20 to 40, 40 pounds more. They see me, they're like, dang, you lost a lot of weight, bro. I'm like, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. In other news, Bob Barker passed away. Oh, he did. I saw something on Bob yeah. Barker. He, I thought he already was dead. 
I thought he was dead too, but maybe. Brandon, can we this out? In the last five years. Yeah, he, 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 he did die this week. How old was he? Like 102? He was 99 years old. He was 99 years I, old. I knew I was close. I was like, he got to be almost 100. He, been, he was around for a while. I hope they buried him with that skinny mic. <laughs> Remember he had that long ass, skinny ass mic. I'm like, man, how the fuck that mic can be weird. I ain't never seen no one ever use that mic before. I hope they bury him with it in his hand. Yeah. Um, I guess my question is, Bob Barker, dead at 99 years old, um, gone too soon? And Come on, dude. what will, will be his largest impact on you? Uh, you know, the first person I saw use a skinny mic and have it work. <laughs> the millions and millions of dollars you gave him giving away in General Electric appliances over the years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> appliances that break as soon as you get them all. Oh, the man. number of households. <laughs> Double, dozens of El Caminos, Ford Focuses on the road. Half them shits were Chevy Sprints. They weren't even El Caminos, they were Chevy Sprints. You never get, he's saving the cat and dog population by having them spaded or neutered. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he did. I don't know what. No, that's that. No, that's um. That's not saving it. That's that's limiting it. That, that was good. No, but they were starving all the time. Getting out of hand, so other yeah. dogs. I wonder. What, I wonder what the the far right feels about uh, spaying and neutering your uh, pets, since that is a form of um, contraception, and uh, you know, not even allowing abortion. You know, come on now. My favorite was uh, on How I Met Your Mother. It was on the beginning. Barney always said that Bob Barker was his father. And then they had an episode where he went on the show and he just, but he, like, he watched the show so much as a kid, he knew the price of everything. But he yeah. just kept, like, making jokes and references to him being his dad. And he wasn't his dad, but he kept doing it anyway. It was a good episode. That's what I, that was my yeah, last memory Bob, Bob Barker. Barker and the skinny mic. So I found this funny meme online. About Bob Barker's passing too soon, gone too soon, in my opinion. But you know, that's just me. Price is right, host Bob Barker did in '99, and B.W. Carlin said, "My man got as close as possible without going over a dollar." <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> that is brilliant, dude. Uh... Oh man, you got that's a fire. That's a fire joke. Top ten death joke. That is <laughs> so perfectly timed. <laughs> Yeah, sure. so uh, Bob Barker's death, Illuminati or natural causes? <laughs> Come on, dude. Hey, man, they're trying, to take, they're trying to take the focus off this whole Ukraine thing, man. <laughs> they try to distract us, man. They try to distract us. In other news, Bishop Sycamore, BS, was it called BS Prep or BSU? BS High. BS High. Bishop Sycamore, BS High, HBO documentary came out this past week, and it has people shook. The protagonist, what's his name? Can anybody tell me his name? Marlon. Uh, uh, Marlon? Uh, There's no Marlon in the goddamn thing, dude. Oh, no, what's the like, name? It was like John, John or Joseph or something. I was what's the right? name? I know, I was right, man. man, we need to get, see, we don't even know. His, the dude is so despicable, we don't even know his name right now. Hold on. Can somebody find me out the name of the Bishop Sycamore head coach? I'm about to find you the name. I know it sure as hell ain't, ain't no fucking Marlin, dude. Uh, Ray. Roy Johnson. Roy Johnson. Roy Johnson. The documentary has people shook as Roy Johnson was the star of the documentary. 
Uh, and to his delight. <laughs> uh, what is one thing that you'll take away from this documentary? Like, what was like the most shocking or just like goddamn moment that you saw in this uh, in this, in this documentary? <laughs> oh, I was just saying there were so many of those moments. Was it the Magneto and they my mutants moment? Oh my god, dude. he got <laughs> himself to the eighteen. He was just using. I'm everything. Magneto, and these my mutants. <laughs> I'm I'm Hannibal, so I pulled a Hannibal move in the parking lot of the big wiggly. No, no I yeah, I so I cut it off several times, but when he had motherfuckers, when I realized they were paying tuition to go there, it took a months to do it. I was like, with no parents around. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been that naive. Never. We got thirty year old dudes on the football team. They were all adults. Get the fuck out of here. That was another one. Everyone was an adult. (laughs) That was the thing. He was smart because he cheated them all, and they're all released eighteen, and they're all eighteen. But they were still kids, and he was scandalous. No, no, he was a scandalous person. Um, yeah, for sure. One of the craziest moments when I knew it was going to take a downhill turn. It was actually two moments. It was really close to the beginning when they introduced one of the players named Pahokey. Yeah, I just knew that. Yeah, Pahokey. <laughs> I knew that was. I knew that wasn't going to end well. Anybody whose name is Pahokey, there was a kid named Trillion, and I was like, "Oh, was that? Was that it?" That was his real name. That's that was, a, that was, that was yeah, his birth name. name. Yeah, yeah, Trillion. That was a quarterback. But, but I'm just like, yeah, Trillion. It's like that. Named by a white lady too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Right, who's like, I want him to go to HBCU so bad. Yeah, yeah, I was like, hey, this thing ass over this head. I'm trying to take this ass through campus there. (laughs) See how many professors. Unprovoked, unprompted, looks dead in the camera, says, I am the most honest liar you've ever met. Yeah, he was the big scam artist, man. He was the biggest scam artist I ever met. Didn't pay a single bill. Y'all know y'all got the same birthday, right? Who? Jared, yeah, Jared, Jared and Roy Thompson. That's a lie. Coach, yeah, Jared, you might as well change your name to Coach Roy. That is a lie. He does not you, have a birthday. You pull so many moves that Coach Roy would pull. <laughs> you had to All know day, this baby. Coming, Jared. You All had day. To know this is coming, Jared. Uh, anyways, um, in this documentary, I found myself like getting kind of like frustrated and like also sad. What was your assessment of this? Was it, or what percentage of responsibility do you and blame do you place on like? Percentage on Roy, the system, the boys, the boys' families. Like, where do you place, you know, the, the bulk of the blame? See, see, this is hard because I, I think the system is broken. And I've complained about high school sports for the longest. And uh, academies like IGN and all IGM and all that, they're, they're, they're no good. IMG, whatever the fuck. They're no good. They're the same as our other amateur system we have for basketball, which is AAU. I want to put most of it on the system. In this situation, yes, 100% of it or 99% of it is on Roy. But this yeah. is one situation. Like, he's not he, he well, he's not the problem. He yeah. was part of the problem, but he's not the problem. The problem is the system. system of money that's in amateur athletics now and really taking over. And, really, and then you get these grown-ups who are trying to exploit it for more money. And that's been the issue with these academies that yes, at least at least the academies they fake a school or they they do go to school. I mean, even though it's not emphasized, mm-hmm. but they have to they teach them enough to get them to go to college. That's the key about the better academies. But the problem is you have all these people on the outside. I mean the thing that kept coming up to me is something I've heard from my whether my niece in the AU 
are Jared, like you know, former students we have. What do we constantly hear when someone say, "Oh man, oh just come to"? We we had a former student who got us uh, had offers to four years and didn't take them because he wanted a bigger bigger schools. And these prep academy coaches kept saying, "Oh, I'll get you more tape. You play a year for me, and we'll get more tape, and we'll put it out there, and you'll get to a bigger school." And it's just it's a joke. It's a yeah. joke. Yeah. No. And. And that was that was kind of a sad situation. Not sad because like he'll still be all right, but like it's one of those where like I think it was. I think the, I got from this from this movie that or this documentary was like yeah how much we put into yeah like like Aaron saying like money and sports. The Bonnie Jones brought you know that question to to the table, being like, is this okay for us to have this much money in youth sports? You know when it goes to you know these these kids, which. Most of these dudes weren't kids because they were over 18. That's why he only had three people enrolled in his fake school. <laughs> he had three people enrolled and had 50 players on a football team in the paperwork. Anyway, aside from that, it's like, uh, yeah, like the, the money in the sports, but then also like the perceived like necessity to l- allow this to dictate your avenues beyond whatever it is you're trying to move forward in your life. Whether you're trying to leave something, you're trying to attain something, you're trying to be somewhere, you know, or, or be where you are and it, but whatever it is like you know what I'm saying like football is is so overvalued i think in some of these these kids lives at a point where they were able to be put all their value and all their interest and time into trying to achieve this dream of football while also like not doing anything that would make them think like this is not like there might be a reason why i'm here not doing no work <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> just hanging out all day like there might be a reason why I'm here. It's like you ain't gonna make it on a college campus if you if you ain't finding ways to work out or practice or 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 take classes. You still got to be somewhere around classes. I don't know, but it was just it it was kind of disconcerting to see that it's still there. And so yeah, it it is a symptom of the of the system. So I think that we need to you know stop finding ways to monetize youth sports the way that uh, a lot of people like make it their job. Like I can see it being a job it needs to be a little more organized. It needs to be like consistent and concerted because otherwise you do get guys like this who create charter schools create fake schools preps and if you don't have the money like img has money so those kids actually go to school they actually have all the best facilities you know what i'm saying so like yeah. they're they're on the fast track to get d1 scholarships and probably a lot of them have plans to go pro in the specific sports right but like all these other ones that are that are running on you know whatever you know, you I'm gonna be honest. Some of them already have D1 scholarship. Like Cordell Patterson went to it. Like so, when Cordell Patterson signed and went to uh, Ohio State, you know, when you show up on campus early, right? Him and like three players off that national championship team got sent down just because they knew they were like, "Hey, this way we won't raise your eligibility. You're, we're gonna we're gonna rescind your scholarship. It's not truly rescinded. You're gonna go to one of these academies for the year. That way you can keep practicing and playing at games. And then yeah. he came back." Oh, so it's like, yeah, that, that, that fifth year, that little fifth year. It's that yeah. little fifth year. And Cordell Patterson was already on campus at Ohio State when they saw, like, oh, he needs a little more time, a little more work. Yeah. Then they sent him to prep. So it's also part of the game of big college football. It's a, it's, it's a, it is a little bit of loophole. So if y'all don't know, like, these prep schools can be created as, what do they call them? Not leap years, but a, a prep years. A, pre, a prep year as an extra prep year before you go to college. I knew people who do that for academics. Yeah, so you can you can create these prep years for players they don't end up hurting their eligibility for college. And it does sometimes work out and give them more film. 
<laughs> yeah, this case, they're getting bad film. In this case, these were guys that didn't have film, and I don't think film was going to help them. <laughs> Not the film they got. A lot too. of these guys. Some of these guys might have been able to make it a little bit somewhere, but like, yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them well, also, you, I think, were guys. That, a couple of them did end up making it at a D1 college. Yeah, a couple of them. Okay, that's that's tight. Through him or through their own personal? No, through their own personal. Like, one, they had to walk on to the team, but they made it. Aaron, Aaron you're being generous. One person made well, it. Well, one person was a walk on. The other person's at that same school with them. It didn't say he was playing, though. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're right. You're right. One He's not person. in the athletics. He's just going to school to pursue He's his education. He's going education. to Louisville. That's tight, Louisville, Just though. go to another school. Hey, but the one thing is that one dude who got the – he got offered at Grambling, and then they're like, oh, wait, wait, you was the quarterback at that Bishop Sigamore? Nope, never mind. <laughs> and speaking of crooks, I mean, Hugh Jackson's the biggest conspirator out there in the world, too. I'm like, how? what the fuck? He kind of come in here with morals. That dude was, was at Cal was with no thing. morals. Yo, he is the one coach of all times who's been yeah, fired midseason multiple times. Multiple times. I think Bobani Jones did kind of give him uh, a little bit too much Kudos. Too much. He didn't man. say that anything about like Bonnie Jones. You know, he called, he called him Jackson. the quarterback whisperer. Come on, Bonnie. Uh, he's good with quarterback. He's good at his job, but he can't, he's not. He's not a true head coach because he's not a great like. He's one of those guys that'll get the best out of a team for a couple years, and then people will be like, "Fuck this guy. He's an asshole." That's the yeah. kind of dude he is. And yeah, I'm not saying like it, it allows. That's part of what drives him. Just like whatever drives that Roy Johnson. Something drives that nigga to be crazy. That nigga is crazy. Certified, narcissistic, whatever you want. Narcissist, yeah, uh, sociopath. DSM on him. He, he, he's a compulsive liar. Well, he's, he admits that, though. That I man counts more checks than anybody. They Dude. can make a movie, uh, Catch Me If You Can, off of him. Hey, man. He probably over there scamming with uh, some, whatever in Squirt. Rico and Squirt. Uh, Casey and Squirt. Casey and Squirt. Darius needs to see that. Need to see that trailer. I don't need to see no more scam movies. Jared's already my friend, so I know. No, that ain't a scam movie. That ain't a scam movie. <laughs> it's a Tubi movie. Uh, what do you guys think uh, should happen to Roy? Should uh, he be in jail right now, or or will he end up in jail? Or, or... Uh, yeah, man, I think he's coordinated fraud with these PPP loans. Like he is like. <laughs> It was like that was that, one fraud, that was like, like organizing people to fraud to defraud the government. He yeah, he's gonna go to jail. I know you're bragging about that, in that, that, that part. I said, I go to jail. Am I in jail right now? Red, I agree because that part I was like, what they should go more into this PPP thing. And I was like, <laughs> maybe they have pending litigation. That's yeah, like there's an investigation. They so they're like, we you can mention it, but don't say anything else about it because we about to drop the hammer and you give up too much. That's it. Yeah, so. Dude, he had to be like, yeah, I signed my social security. He had to fill out these forms for loans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or or they go on these road trips and he had to pay for their own hotels. Hey, did you notice? Did you notice what every business was on that loan that he signed up for? They were all barbershops. They were in different places, in different states. In different yeah, it was it was barbershop, barbershop, sneaker store, barbershop, yeah, barbershop. Sneaker store. Barbershop. Yeah, it was a sneaker store there. There was no smoke shop in there. <laughs> oh, Cam Pete is here. He didn't have any kids from Yemen. Come on. Uh, Pedro is on the road somewhere. Uh, where are you at, Pedro? I'm currently driving down the 202 South in Gila Bend, the great Native American uh, country, big country out here, big sky country. Okay. Are you, uh, Man, you, I you big working sky right country now? Somewhere north of that. Where the hell yeah, are big you? Big sky is Montana, but. 
Big South Sky. Big Southern Sky. Big Southern Sky, yeah. Okay, so uh Pedro, man, you working tonight? No, I'm not. I'm coming from my cousin's house. Oh, where their babies drinking and uh and, and, and smoking? No, they're a little bit too old for that. Um get out some margaritas, smoke a couple of cigarettes, they got a little nice place out there and uh uh, we just fellowshipping. I got some people from the East Coast that came out to visit. So we went over there. Hey, was uh, Paul Pierce calling for uh, any of his friends to come over? I, you know, I start to ask, I start to ask my uh, my god cousin Harold, you, you know, call some of them broads over, but it was too many women in there. <laughs> All right. Well, Pedro, here's your sound bite. I think this one, I've been, I've been saving this one. I hope Pedro will get here attention to the type of questions he's asking me. He said, hey, do you like Jews? I heard you don't like Jews. I said, I don't like nobody. Jews, niggas, Asians, blacks, whites, Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, Cubans, dogs, horses, fish, roaches, worms, butterflies, ants. Nigga, I don't like nothing. <laughs> Shout out to Charleston White. That's the man that uh, that woman quoted. <laughs> that was who she quoted? That's... <laughs> That was who she quoted, Charleston White. Right. I had no idea it was here. I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't want us to go down some rabbit hole on the show of you and your video. So I just act like I knew. <laughs> I didn't know that I was doing. Question of the day. The San Francisco 49ers traded Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys. Roll damn tide. For a fourth round pick. Um, but that's not the story. Or the question. We'll get to that in a little bit, the trade. This basically essentially handed the reins over to Brock Purdy and says, Brock Purdy is our guy. Uh, my question is, is Brock Purdy the Tony Romo of 49ers stands? He looked crisp. He didn't make any mistakes. It looks like he may have been learning, uh, you know, while he was in the offseason, how to um, find his spots and zones to make those throws, those very easy throws Mike Shanahan is coaching him up to. So he fits. He fits the role. Uh, obviously, he fits the role better than Trey Lance. They didn't like that uh, 22-year-old going ball, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 a hairline quarterback. <laughs> you saw the meme where it was a uh, like it was like a, a, a lollipop t- that you would find like under the couch that had just hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> the Cowboys traded for Trey Lance. It was a lollipop <laughs> with a hair stuck on it from under the couch. I was like, God damn, that's fucked up. Uh, Brandon, what about you? Do you think that? Brock Purdy is the new Tony Romo or the Tony Romo of 49ers stands or the 49ers. Hey man, well, it's not, it's not like you've never seen him play. It's not like he's Jordan Love for Green Bay who's, who got handed the reins in Green mm, Bay after yeah. not seeing him play all year. It's not like he's Derek Carr where they have seen him play. <laughs> Still decided to give him the reins in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things like they've seen him play, like all the players seen behind him. Like we had Trent Williams come out and say basically, like, dude, like we we think we would have won the Super Bowl if he hadn't got hurt. 
and like nobody's won that many games in a row and then had to come back the next year and compete for their job, especially for a dude who uh who who they ain't really seen play. And what and like the thing about it is people say, oh, that he only got four games. Kyle Shanahan talked to this dude every day as as a quarterback. He's grooming to be the starter. He must be as dumb as a doorstop in the film room for him to say, you know what? I don't care how athletic this fool could be. <laughs> He's not getting these X's and O's in the classroom. Cause that that's really what his job has been for the last couple of years. It's been like, hey, you in the quarterback room, you need to participate like you go play. You need to learn this offense. So when you do get on the field, mm-hmm. like you actually know what the fuck's going on. And if he's hurt, like he needs to double down on that part of it uh, with his rehab. And apparently, you know, he no one's impressed with him in the classroom. That's part that nobody's talking about. Like, like you could trade him. Like, oh, he only got four games. Or you could even say, like, oh, would they think they have a quarterback? Because the more tradable asset is Brock Purdy to get more back for him. If you did believe that Trey Lance was going to be at least all right. He might cost a little bit more money up front, but at the same time, his extension is not going to be as great as it would be for a Brock Purdy um, in the next couple of years. I've <laughs> noticed a certain type of Romo mania oozing from Niner fans. They're just so set. Even this whole before training camp started, they were set that Brock Purdy was their guy. So it just I'm 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 wondering, has he shown us enough to say, yeah, you guys could believe in him that way? Or is there still, you know, potential question marks? that are, you know, strong or valid question marks because I still am a little skeptical. But if he is Tony Romo, that's great for the Niners. But also, Tony Romo was the running, was a bit of a running joke where he could never get over. And I'm not saying he's only played not even a full year yet. But the energy I'm seeing from Niner fans is similar energy that I saw from Cowboys fans when Romo Mm -hmm. got the starting job and everyone was like, it's Romo, baby. It's Romo. Romo. Romo." Uh, You know what? You know, Brock Purdy has won more playoff games than uh, Tony Romo. Uh in his first like 15 years yeah. uh so i think yeah 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 reason to be optimistic yeah man, romo, think... romo was 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 caught in circumstance in the way he lost most of, he should have won several of those games that he ended up losing because he missed the goddamn putting the ball down for the field goal it's uh, fucking seattle yeah, I, that's what and then that's what happens that you play for the cowboys I don't mean, get me started on that expect? motherfucking catch game against motherfucking in, in lambeau field where des caught that ball took three steps jumped his elbow hit the ground, made him down by contact, and then the ball toggles a little bit, but never loses it. And they say it's incomplete. What the fuck is that? That's some goddamn bullshit. Uh, One of the most atrocious calls I've ever seen in my life. It's an incomplete pass, Jerry. That was what not an incomplete. He took three <laughs> steps. He was a runner at that point. Three steps down by contact. You can't fumble the ball when you're down by contact. Falling and the, running are not the same thing. Went through the series of rules. He was hit by. He was tripped up by the dude. He fell. He, dude, no, he's down by contact. Fuck that. He was a runner at that point. Three steps. That's three steps. A football move. Leaping forward. That's a football move. Three steps and leaping forward. That's a runner. Leaping for the end zone. Fuck that bullshit. Can we go, can we, can, can we go over the list of quarterbacks? Aaron, Aaron yeah. Is Tony is uh, Brock Purdy the Tony Romo of Niner stands? I'm going to say no, because Tony Romo was actually good. Tony Brock Romo. Purdy's pretty good. He shows some nice stuff. No, Brock, Brock Purdy has shown that he can throw the exact pass that, you know what this reminds me of? When Jared Goff took the Rams to the Super Bowl, he basically had one read to make, right? That guy not open, you throw it to the other guy. That guy not open, throw it to the running back out the flat, throw it away. Brock Purdy cannot has not won a game himself. Maybe you could put a little bit on that Raider game, maybe not. 
Let me go over the quarterbacks he beat. We're all sitting here at the and don't forget Brock Purdy had the number one defense. You're gonna go so over Brock, the over the over the 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 last six games that he played last season. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So Brock Purdy took over when they played Miami. That was the game in which Tua was concussed, but mm-hmm. kept playing. They beat Miami 33-17. Tua threw two interceptions. The second game, they beat Tom Brady 35-7. Let's just say Tom Brady got beat by everybody last year, including Dak Prescott. He beat Gino Carline. Okay, impressive so far, right? Then they beat Washington Commanders, Taylor Heineke. Wow. Then they beat the Raiders. Wasn't even Derek Carter started. It was Stidham that started. And then finally, finally, to end the year, you know who they played? They played the, the Arizona Cardinals. You know who started quarterback that last game of the season? Somebody named David Bluff. Bluff. Blow. Blow. I don't know who this dude is. I think he, I heard about him in some draft guide once. <laughs> then we go back. Oh, he wins a wild card game against Seattle. Actually, they put up a lot of points with him throwing a bunch of five yard passes and his wide receivers and his wide receivers running free all day. And guess what? They won. They beat Gino Carlisle. Then they beat the Cowboys, in which Tyler Haneke did not. I mean, which your boy Brock Purdy did not play ultra well against the Cowboys. What's the number against the Cowboys? Cowboys did a good job against them. They should have had 19 for 29. Only 214 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He should have had at they least one interception. That they should have had, yep, Trayvon they dropped defense. one of them. Then, um, then, yeah. they, then they lose to the Eagles. He did not beat a single good quarterback. He did not go out and win any games. This is also what's going to hurt the Niners. Because I want to tell you this. When you get and you got to place Joe Burrow, Mahomes, somebody like that, you got to go out and your quarterback got to be able to beat the team he's going against. Not you scheming up some shit so he looks good, but actually go out there and beat him. So how do you explain uh, Kyle Shanahan and Matt Ryan getting to the Super Bowl, right? Because Matt Ryan, if, if, if not, an amazing quarter, not an amazing quarterback, so he but was only there the offense was, was humming in a way. The was got before him. he got there. Shanahan was only there one year. Yeah. Everyone, likes, uh, everyone always acted like Shanahan switched that offense around. No. He, he called plays. He didn't. That wasn't his offense. It looks nothing like he did in the Niners. He also it doesn't even look like uh, he did at Washington. Hall of Fame receivers on his squad. Yes. Yes, he had Hall of Fame. He had Hall but Matt of Fame. Ryan, but no, no, to credit Matt Ryan, he's and Matt he's, Ryan was on top of his game. He's, yeah, he's coming he's off he's MVP a, season. He's, he's a, a good MVP that year. Vertical passing quarterback. He doesn't have yes. the strongest arm, but he knows how to fit it in seams down the field. He can fit in seams and he's smart. And he and and so like he gets a, Kyle Shanahan gets a lot of credit. Matt Ryan was already balling before that. I'm not a Matt Ryan fan, but he was balling before Shanahan got there for one year. They go to Super Bowl and they lose it because of his bad play calling. Yeah, well, we'll see. I think I do think that uh, Brock Purdy reminds me of Tony Romo. The reason why I asked the question is Brock Purdy has similar traits that remind me of Tony Romo. What traits well, are those? Because he's, he's not, he, he, he just seem he seems good. he's poised in the pocket. He can move and scramble a little bit, extend plays, and then he makes usually a good check down to somebody on the scramble. Yeah, yeah. That's but all like, he does. Check but like, down yeah, Romo was a little bit more of a gunslinger. Was a little bit more vertical early on in his career, but at the same time. You know, that first season, like he also they they ran the ball. It was very much play action style. His first couple of seasons, he it was it was off the run. They ran the ball, they ran the ball hard, and then they also did a lot of play action. And that's where he really thrived was the play action and then getting action across the middle. That's where Romo ate. And then they tried to turn him into a motherfucking uh, Drew Brees and and Peyton Manning, where he's throwing the ball forty five times a game just because he's good at throwing the ball, but like way less play action, way less run plays, and. It was kind of up and down. He wasn't that dude. So I could see, and, and the quality of the team, you know, varied based on how much he's getting paid. So I could see, it'll be interesting to see 
is Brock Purdy really that dude, or is he just surrounded by an ultimately talented team? And I think he can get them far. Like they can go far. I'm not. They can go far, but it's but it's not going to be because necessarily he's carrying the team per se. It's going to be more so. Yeah. That. Yeah, but, but here's but here's the thing though. When they had when they had Jimmy Garoppolo was a fish quarterback, got him to a Super Bowl, got him in the playoffs. Jimmy right? got the yips like, though. You don't like you don't have to be the base quarterback to be a successful quarterback. I think the, what they want Brock Brady to be is a successful quarterback, and I think that ha- like that has to be okay when you have like Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and all these people to throw an offense. Like you, like you don't you don't like your goal should be successful, like not to fuck this up, as opposed to having somebody who's going to go back there and throw a bunch of interceptions and fumble and just fuck up. And I think people are holding that against him. When like that's not the situation. Like he was the last person drafted like that. The yeah. the ceiling the the floor has raised on him uh, in a way that seems kind of seems unfair. Like oh well he's not going to be the one to be able to do it. Like and guess what he ain't got to do it. Like, like I don't know like, you can't necessarily like uh, it's going to hit a point. Hold, where you need him hold, to be the guy. To hold do. hold that hold that against it. But that's what the season's for. Like to figure that out. Like what can he do in that situation? Because every. Every team, every quarterback has situations that they thrive in and other situations that they don't thrive in, right? So, like, even if it's Aaron Rodgers, they have set plays for him where he's, like, very confident on the throw, confident who he's throwing it to. Um, the same thing with Tom Brady. Like, there's certain plays, like, when he's down down the clutch, he always used to throw it to Gronk. You know, that wasn't like, oh, man, he can't make it happen. No, like, they have this connection that they know can always work when it, when when the when the game's on the line. Like they haven't established that for Brock Purdy just yet. I just I, I do I do like part of me like I don't want to see him do well, but I also like from what I saw him do at the end of last season in the playoffs, he's got some some places to grow for sure. But he could be a, he could be a winning quarterback in this league. I don't know. It's too early for me for us to truly predict. But it is all. I'm also like don't get too far ahead of yourselves, Niner fans. And don't think that just because you traded away three first-round picks and now you find your quarterback in the seventh round as the last pick of the draft that, like, oh, it makes up for it. No, you traded away three first-round picks. Three first-round picks was turned into Bradley Chubb, Tyreek Hill, and Jalen Waddle, and some other linebacker you dra- they drafted. Like, they got some impact players on their team that the Niners could be drafting or trading those picks for other impact players to have. It's one of those things where it could bite you in the butt, especially if, if some of your other draft picks don't pan out or aren't a- as good as you need them to be to make up for the fact that you don't have a shot at some of that top tier talent. And that, that could change your, your team's trajectory where like, you know, you, you could, you can go into a little bit of a slump. Maybe you still make the playoffs here and there, but also like going to slump where your team is, is really struggling. But now you got Brock Purdy for super cheap. So if he is Tony Romo, y'all in a good place. Use that money while you can to not pay him and hopefully sign other people. Get Joy Bosa. They still paid. got they still got Nick Bosa is sitting out. Nick right Bosa paid. Yeah. They need to pay Nick Bosa. Just pay him. Uh, Nick Bosa. Pay. Too many don't players. Pay. They're running out of money. They need to pay Brock Purdy. Pay Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is easily the if not I'll say number two most disruptive player when it comes to like defenses. Because like it's like Aaron Donald and then him. They and then, like, money, and then, and then, Michael Parsons, I think, is like three right now. But there's other really good players out there. Cool. We saw the Chicago Bears trade for Cleo Mack and not mm-hmm. get any better. Like we saw that. Like he's he's an edge rusher. No, 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 no. Like, he did make them better. He won them like two games. Like especially that one of them was against the Raiders. Yeah, one of them was against the Raiders. He won Come them on, a man. couple games, so they would have been worse off if they didn't have him. They probably would have lost more games without him. So he did. But, but, but at the same time, like he's only he's only value he's only valuable in 
in a very small portion of the game. Like, mm-hmm. I think to get pressure on a quarterback uh, is a skill, right? But at the same time, like, you can't commit that much to the cap to somebody who only affects the only affects the game in one in one real way. Especially when he's that valuable, you got to figure out a way to sign him and train him. Um, and the, the one thing that the Niners have proved is that they can draft defensive linemen that yeah, are going to perform in that system. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know if he's that much better than anybody else. They traded, what, who's that, Armstead for the Colts? And, like, he's, like, damn near a pro bowler. They traded other people who who are starters on other teams. Like, they, they have proven, like, John Lynch knows what defensive linemen should look like and perform like. So, I don't know yeah. if Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa is that much of – like is that nah, what's that Bosa, much? Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa is legit. I I hate to say it, like his his MAGA sense and just him just being a Bosa and just mm-hmm. him being on the Niners that even makes it worse. Like that shit. No, like, I agree. I agree. He's, he's tight. Legit. He's, he's he's tight, dude. I I, I agree. I, he I, legit. Problem is they just they just ain't got that much money, man. They overpaid a lot of people already. Yeah. They got the Kiss of McCaffrey contract. They got that damn. Uh, but they're not paying a quarterback right now. That's the thing. That's why. Yeah, they, but, they, they, but they paid. They threw a lot of money in other positions. That usually that happens. Oh, Javon Ken, uh, not Kinlaw, but uh, um, Hargrave, Javon uh, from the They Eagles. brought in Hargrave for a shitload of money. That and they pay and they they the Fred Warner man. They got they got money. Dilled out already. That's the problem. It's it's like one of those things when they're paying a lot of money on their defense, and it's it is like one of those things that hurt Seattle. Like you can't really afford. It's hard to keep a number one defense in the league today because defense doesn't defense win you regular season games. They don't win you Super Bowls anymore, right? And mm-hmm. so when you overpay for a defense, then you start lacking in areas off the ball, areas in uh, in in. And all Denver defense before, won, you won that Super Bowl for him. Since Seattle won it. Since Seattle, Seattle and Denver, Denver. Denver defense won the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl for him. That was tight defense. They traded for they had where they had Ch- Ch- They had where they had, they had the market. Yeah, but Peyton Manning got into the Super Bowl. Like he's one of the like the no, offense. That was drove, Peyton, drove, no, Peyton, no, Peyton Manning. No, Peyton played like shit that whole year. But but, the game but that defense was up. tight. That was Wade Phillips' defense. That was that three. That was Wade Phillips. They brought him where it's rare. Yeah, it is rare. It is rare. It's rare. It's harder now than it has been ever. Look, we've seen 49ers. Go, it's one of the dopest defense in the last few years, and they got their ass, they got beat by Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, right. well, you still, you we've seen two off, we've seen defenses be good, but we've seen the offense basically winning. Yeah, or, whether favorite, it was I mean. Tom Brady, the Rams, yeah. which the, all these had good defense. You know, I find it offense. funny though that they have they have Trey Lance. You, 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 I don't know why you want to want to trade him. Honestly, I would hold on to him. You have him under contract. I want to tell you, it was cheap too. You have him under contract, and y'all were complaining about the emergency quarterback bullshit. And having to being able to carry it. Their emergency quarterback, quarterback bullshit just was an excuse. When, no, but here's the thing, Aaron. They just complained about it. They made an excuse, yeah. right? Yeah. And they have three quarterbacks. Yeah. Now they just traded one away. So who is going to be? This is what they did last year. This is the same shit. That's why I was like, dude, when 49er fans got excited to me, yeah, man, they just passed the 49er rule. And I was like, it's not called the 49er rule. The emergency quarterback rule. I was like, they had, they can, you could dress fucking three. It's their decision not to. Right? It's their fault. They decided to go into a game with two quarterbacks. It's your fault. Yeah. Well, now they have the emergency quarterback rule, and so now the Niners don't have to carry him, but he could be ready to play just in case. And then and they didn't carry him yeah. So That's I, what I'm saying. I just want to they, see if they're in a similar situation. Like, both quarterbacks get hurt late in the season. They're like, we can't get a third quarterback my biggest, in My biggest situation, if the 49ers don't win this year, how long do you keep going to, do you keep your general manager on head coach? Um, uh, well, first of all, 
I, I think the, Card, the, the Cardinals are your division. Like they are a good example of what not to do. You don't trade a coach that's gotten you to the Super Bowl, who's gotten you the playoffs every year. Like the thing, the thing about NFL fans is like you all think y'all, everybody thinks they got to win the fucking Super Bowl, or you well, build towards Super Bowl. Fans. Like yeah. you just got, you just got to be competitive. Like you, like you realize, like as a 49er fan, how good you have it when you like when you got other fan bases out there like the Raiders, like uh, like the Commanders, like. <laughs> yeah, I was put teams who have no shot, like and the they're and and they're sort of like rotating coaches all the time. Like they, like you know, Kyle Shanahan is a good coach. He may not be a great coach. He might not be a perfect coach. Um, but who else are you gonna fucking get? Like, real, like legitimately, who else are you gonna fucking get? And he's proven that he, like, he can grow other coaches, right? So whether or not it's uh, D'Amico Ryan's or Robert Sala or Mike McDaniel, like he. Is has a way to put people in charge that are also able to take over other teams and, and do well. Um, so that, that I mean, ultimately, that's what you want as a, for a coach. We, we ain't seen these fools do well taking over other teams yet. Uh, you know, my 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 is well, all right. Here's the thing there is there's the there's the uh Urban Meyer spectrum of coaching, okay? All well, those motherfuckers, you know, the crazy part is they gave uh Shanahan or not Shanahan Mike McDaniel the Dolphins with those extra all those extra first round picks because uh. They they fired Brian Flores. Wait, did they have Waddle? Yeah, Waddle was Brian there. Flores had a winning record and they fired him. Yeah, they didn't have Waddle yet. No, yeah. they drafted Waddle uh, to trade. And they got Tyreek Hill. Brian Flores sounds like a kind of like an asshole. At this no, point. I think they but had yeah. Waddle, but then they didn't. They no, they didn't have Waddle. He was Waddle was one of the picks that was off the Trey Lance trade. Oh, see, so it, you know, I don't know, like. Brian Flores Waddle was a pick that was from the Trey Lance trade. I think if they, yeah, I think Mike McDaniel is a good solid guy but i think that team's gonna fall apart soon like the, the fact that he let tua go through that as a man tells you who he is as a head coach and a leader of men and the like, fact that if, and then when if I my quarterback him, went through that like i would have been like bro like i really want you out there but bro you was throwing up gang size like he was you know out there with crip mac and 55th street all whatever he said <laughs> and, and that's another thing like when they <laughs> asked him even this preseason like yeah uh so Everyone knows you should just go ahead and sit to it. Remember, he played him in game three. Well, you guys know me. I think Rams is best. Rams is best. You know me. I haven't decided that. He's, he he's like one of those guys that's like really smart, but I don't know if he connects with the team. I will see. He Maybe he does. Maybe he does. And then he threw two out there, and he got his ass punched in that preseason game already. got hit. And took, yeah. <laughs> he took a big hit. And I'm like, why? This game isn't worth anything. Why would you play him? It was crazy. Well, um, <laughs> well yeah, no, we'll see if the Niners um, – you know, if, if does does Brock Purdy, you know, have that Tony Romo in him where he turns into a pumpkin during the playoffs for y'all every year? He did this year. It was injury based though, so we'll say that one. Mm-hmm. Tony broke his back right before the playoffs. Couldn't play the playoffs, so y'all don't give him breaks on that. So I'm gonna be riding this Brock Purdy thing. If it don't work out, I'm gonna be giving y'all a taste of your own medicine. I've been dealing with for the last twenty years with the Tony Romo shit. Be ready, Niner fans. Be uh, ready. Now, from what I've seen, I think you confirmed that Tony Romo was a piece of shit for a long time because you're just basically saying, all right, <laughs> y'all can get the same thing with Brock Purdy. Oh, no, you're going to be in it. You're going to be in it some years where you really think you should win it. And then it's going to hurt real was nice. It's going to be real nice. I'm going to watch y'all hurt real nice every year. You know, that year that Tony Romo played the whole year and DeMarco Murray had that great, his best year ever. 2014. The, that was the Green Bay game. Green Bay? The catch. Yeah. That, the was the, that team was tight. Their defense Wait, was no, soft. no, that wasn't the catch game. That was the Green Bay. That was the Green Bay. That was the Green Bay. Murray led the league in, in rushing that year. 
And yeah, then but I didn't. I, I didn't think Green. No, Green Bay didn't have home field that year. No, yeah, no, they did. That, yeah, that was the year they lost Dak's rookie season when Romo broke his back. Which one? Which one was the year that, that was twenty sixteen? Where that Green Bay won it. Because I think they beat Dallas both. They beat Dallas twice Dallas, in the playoffs. No, no. One the year, was the year, the year they won it was like twenty. Was the year? Was it the year that Mason Crosby hit the crossbar and it went in? No, he beat them on like a fifty-some yard field goal to, as time expired when Jeff Heath. Hit Tony, uh, hit uh, Aaron Rodgers on a blindside blitz and didn't dislodge the ball from him somehow. Then he threw a goddamn <laughs> yeah. forty yard out route on the toes of Jared Cook, bitch ass. Somehow learned how to catch that all that was a and then got him in field goal range. And then this motherfucker hit uh, hit a long ass field. No, no, this year was 2014, 2015 playoffs. That was twenty fourteen season. That was when Demarco Murray led the league. Dez was still balling. Jason Wynn was being old and not wanting to block very good and not letting nobody else, young tight ends, get on the field. And that was when your buddy DeMarco Murray coughed up the ball, too. Yeah, oh, he fumbled. That, like, that lit him back in the game. There was a couple things that happened. There was a kickoff return where the Cowboys stripped in and dude, the Cowboys you know, should have basically jumped on it, missed it, and then it gave the Packers. It, that could have been, like, basically sealed the game. Or like see, put that's it what I like point. about Jared Fandom. All that Fandom. shit, man. You know that exactly shit. what You look like that player hit that was so many shit. Give me my damn money back right now, and I don't have no damn receipt. All right, Cutty Corner Shoutouts, Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts is the segment we end the show on where everyone gets a chance to rank, complain, or highlight something positive in the world. Or just talk shit, whatever. Whatever comes to mind. Magical, philosophical ruminations. Be it that, <laughs> or be it just farting into the microphone. This is Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Use farting in bathtubs and laughing your ass off. It's, it's, it's time. <laughs> and do you have a cutty corner shout out yeah um, i cut a corner shout out once again this is i've said this before go really it's a two-parter the first one goes out to athletes well i said before athletes one reason why athletes don't make good good they they can't vote on like mvp just they just come out Tyreek Hill came out with this list of the greatest wide receivers this past week. Uh, and Jerry Rice wasn't on it. And then when someone mentioned to him that Jerry Rice wasn't on it, he goes, oh, man, I ain't never seen him play. The guy who was probably the greatest route runner of all time, the greatest wide receiver of all time, who got stats that you should be chasing, you've never seen him play. I mean, if you really think about it, he really didn't see much of Chris Carter or other people he named play either. Only a little bit. He got the end of their careers probably. You probably saw him a little bit as a kid, but come on, man. Yeah, Rice was, was playing. Chris Carter, too. Yeah, man. 2002. I, I agree that you shouldn't use, like, you shouldn't rank players that you didn't see play, though. Yeah, Rice basically... was in a Super Bowl in 2002. I mean, he was a baby. So, no, not really, but here's, here's, here's the thing though. Like the NFL is probably one of the most guarded film libraries ever. Like you're not just gonna go on YouTube and just watch a full 49ers game. No. You, okay, and they don't replay all of that. But so, you like, can you, you can but you can see he lives in a day of the internet. 
Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Like the NFL locks down. Like, you, got, you, got, you got clips and highlights. Them algorithms like, online do be strict, dude. They be flagging shit. Let me tell NFL you, and said Antonio Brown, Calvin Johnson, and Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, and Torrey Holt. Oh, yeah. Those are like all people that were, were balling when yeah. he was like coming into form. Jerry Rice was on the back end. It was like barely. Like, Chris Carter. His back end was still up there. Chris Carter's best year was like 98, 99, and like 2000. Jerry Rice was still putting up numbers in those years playing for the Raiders. I mean, he played for Raiders, so he, so he wasn't on TV no more. He went to Super Bowl in 2002. 02 season, they they both had a thousand. Did they have a thousand yards that year? Mm-hmm. And then and then Jer- and then Joey Brown Porter, and Rice. was it? Uh, J- Joey Porter or some Porter was Joey the third. Porter had like 700 yards receiving. Yeah, he was tight. That year. Yeah, Charlie the, Garner and Tyrone Wheatley just you know saying wrecking house, man. That was a tight team, bro. Charlie Gardner had 900 yards rushing, or like like almost 900 yards both rushing and receiving that year. They just didn't have a big play threat. It was Porter or whatever. Well, Porter was the, the was biggest play threat they had. And then they also didn't change the plays for the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was bad. Anyways, uh, all right, Aaron. So so you're upset with him not, not paying I'm attention. upset with him. Also, I mean, this is kind of part of it, too. The second part of it is the Soka series came out on Disney+. Plus. If you guys don't know, she's a character that was created by Dave Filoni for the Clone Wars. Uh, everyone hated her in the beginning, but Ashley turned out to be like the best character on the show. Like they had character growth with it. It was great for seven seasons. Uh, now Ahsoka, when you see her, she's like a, a different race, humanoid type person in Star Wars who is a, who's a Jedi. She's a force wielder. She used to be a Jedi and all that. She do us two, uh, two lightsabers. Here's the thing. And she is a woman of color, right? And for years, foods were like, oh, they were hyping up how Rosario Dawson should be it because it looks like Rosario Dawson, skin tone-wise and all that. So uh, Rosario has taken over. When you know, they actually listened to all these foods on the internet. They should have just stuck to the woman who did the voice acting, who's much younger than Rosario Dawson. One, first thing first, Rosario Dawson does not look athletic to play the character. She Her lightsaber skills just look kind of stiff. She doesn't look like... Like, usually when actors and all that get a role like this, they do, like, real intensive training, right? You always hear about, oh, I did this, or or I did this, I did this combat training. Like, Emily Blunt, when she was in that uh, Live, Die, Repeat movie with uh, Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> Tom Cruise, Edge of Tomorrow. The original yeah. title was Live, Die, Repeat. Oh, she was looking so glistening and sweaty and yoga pants wearing. Yeah, but she did a lot of combat <laughs> training, things like that. She did a lot of training to get ready. Ahsoka... Rosario Dawson looks like she's done no training. Also, she doesn't feel like the character felt in all these other shows. And I'm like, why did they go with the voice actor? Because it, it just because like she doesn't have the look, but she does cosplay with her. She looks just like the character. Uh, Rosario Dawson, yes, looks like the person, but Aaron, the character doesn't come through. Sexy cosplay? No, no, this is just regular cosplay. Regular. Not even a good cosplay. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit, all right. Well, uh, yo yo, yo yo. There's a girl, there's a girl that cosplay named Yo Yo something phenomenal. So now her cosplay, be... <laughs> all right. <laughs> Do you have a cutty corner shout out? Uh, yeah, man, that's a cutty corner shout out. I mean, it started with uh, having this you know, meet the teacher uh, event uh, on Friday. Um, I just thought it was weird. Like, we don't yeah, just send them to school. It'll work out. They'll figure it out while they're over there. <laughs> Started with that. Um, actually, my cutting quarter shout out uh, goes out to folks who uh, they, who need uh, confirmation bias on everything they ever purchase. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> buy something because you like it. And uh, if I don't have the same thing, it's okay. Okay. I'm um, talking to all my Apple people who worry about their group text getting messed up by my Android phone. Um, hey, man, you like Apple. Congratulations. You ain't got to talk shit about my shit because you bought something you like. That's what, I, that's what I'm going to say. Um, same thing with people in, um, in restaurants, man. Or if I, I, we all sit at dinner table. I order a certain type of alcoholic beverage or beer or whatever. You ain't got to talk about my shit because you don't like it, nor do I need to hear about how you don't like what I ordered. <laughs> you know, the great thing about me being me is I can do what I fucking like, and you can do what you like. That's all I'm saying, man. So um, you don't have to give your opinion about everything is really what I'm saying. Um, and I, was, I felt very triggered this week because I went to, uh, went to a gathering and I'm at the bar and I order a, I order a cider, you know, it's, it's summer. And it says, oh man, I, man, I, you know, I can't really drink ciders, man. It's not really my taste. And I was like, well, luckily you didn't order one. <laughs> this, is what, this, is, this is what I'm getting for me. Like I felt very like, <laughs> there's a million other things we can talk talking right now other than your life, <laughs> your dislike for what I'm going to put in my body. <laughs> He's trying to start a positive conversation on equal footing with you, Brandon. I wouldn't do that shit if I was you, but you know, it is what it is. Nice to meet you. It is what it is. That's his way of calling you a homo. Homo. Yeah. Mitch Mitch Green, bitch. Homo. Was his name Mitch? Oh, the pal thing. Let me just, I'll read you a couple of the things real quick. Pal said they started playing Cheers Governor. I was like, oh shit. Cause remember, pal's rules were kind of like off top. Like, cause oh, yeah. like Cheers Governor, if you don't know, is like, uh, it's a counting game. You, we do it around campfires. It's like a fun way to like, it's a drinking game and, and you have to count up to 21. And every time you get 21, you say Cheers Governor and then you make a rule for one of the numbers. So the rule can be anywhere from like, you have to switch. Uh, instead of saying um, three, you say a, you're a fruit or a certain type of fruit. Or instead of like um, saying uh, nine, you stand up, do a jumping jack and sit back down or something like that. So it can be physical. It can be, you know, you know, certain things. And and you can you can kind of go with it depending. But um, you also want to keep within reason because you want the game to be able to like finish or get pretty you want you want the game to be able to go for a while it's fun it goes for a while but also you don't want to take too long so this motherfucker said number three they had to massage the person to their left inner thigh oh my god that's number three so every time somebody instead of saying three they they reach over the person eleven room they oh my god see pal i'm worried about that don't worry this is not this is not the last that's that's like one of the most that's like one of the most i only know a couple that's like the most benign one like honestly like Oh my number God. <laughs> number five, oh not maybe not benign, but number five uh has the freestyle six bars. All right, oh, freestyle. Oh, six that bars. that would take forever. That'll That's... take a while, especially if you got people who <laughs> like oh, like okay, okay. Hopefully, they all listen to a lot of uh, uh NBA <laughs> Young Boy, and they can just revert uh, recite verses of him or something. And number nine, say when they cheated. 
Oh my god. <laughs> now, if you somebody that didn't cheat, then I guess you can't say anything. That so that's that that's what people could say. But for people who are gonna be honest and actually talk about when they cheated, I was like, bruh. I was like, make sure y'all y'all ain't got no couples there because uh, y'all trying to start some drama. <laughs> start drama. Oh my god! And then uh, number twelve had to act out their favorite sex position. <laughs> so like you gotta like, no. and that, that that's kind of funny. Like that one, that one can like be a fun one, I guess. But maybe. you know, maybe maybe someone will do a little suddis on a Kip's uh, floor, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'll Kip's floor. <laughs> Oh, how nasty. Uh, 17 had a tap to a whole Lil Wayne verse. Okay, so now this is getting out of hand. A whole Lil Wayne verse? Oh. Like, cause some Lil <laughs> yeah, Wayne songs don't tap, <laughs> tap dance. <laughs> I guess the tap dance, maybe, or or clickety-clack fingers on the table. I don't know what that is, tap dance. And he said, yeah, he said it got bad. Uh, 19. Uh, it got it, bad? <laughs> yeah, he said it got bad. I'll tell you why. But he said 19 turned in, uh, somebody had to take off an item of clothing. So See, they turned into strip shit. <laughs> this is why you can't. This is why there's no drinking games in the south, because someone's gonna <laughs> shot or someone's gonna have sex with someone else's girl. Is this? This is why you can't have drinking games in the south. It's just better yeah. to. Just drink. All right, so this this is where it sounds like uh, some of these rules, and I don't know what the all. There's only a couple of the rules pal gave me, but I'm sure there were some other ones that you know, you know, might we might do, or that some that might we we were like, damn, I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. Anyway, so he said, uh, "This dude said he slept with another another one's mom." <laughs> oh my god! He had sex with my mama. I, I, last time I cheated was with your mama. God, if you listen, hell. I hope that wasn't true. It was just a joke. <laughs> I hope it was a joke too, because that's that's problems. That's the kind of drama. <laughs> like, pal, that's the kind of drama I'm talking about. <laughs> This the kind of drama that you don't want this game to do, potentially dig up or delve delve us into. <laughs> that that's not it. No longer becomes fun. It I, could take the pressure off some people though. It'd be like, oh shit, my cheese story ain't nearly as bad as that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I got I I I uh I was I ran train on this girl with my homies at a bachelor party. That's the last time I cheated. Yeah, three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> like you slept with his mama, so I ain't tripping. I'll tell everything. <laughs> you need to know the time after before that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Listeners, shout out. Type in your uh let us know you what your rules are. Comment on the sh- comment on the show. Cheers, governor rule. Hey, what I need to know is who knows how to play room skirt uh squirt skirt. <laughs> what? Room skirt. That I'm game's tight. KC, KC and... <laughs> no. Hey, can you send me a video of that uh, DeMarco, uh, Daddy DeMarco guy? Jared, send that to my phone, because I'm trying to record it before that gets kicked off the internet. What you mean? You mean this video? Yeah. Your name? My name is DeMarco Fleming. <laughs> Are you gay? I'm bisexual. Are you top or bottom? I'm a top, dom top, aggressive top. Can you describe what yeah. dumb top means? Dumb top means, which means I grab you by your back and neck, put your face down, ass up, and fuck the shit out of you, and have you walk crazy for days. Walk crazy for days. Crazy for days, which means you'll be real sore, and you'll be calling me on the phone. Daddy DeMarco, I need help. I need, I'm need. i sore. Give me some Tylenol. That's what that means. Okay. Uh, honestly, I don't think I can handle it, but I appreciate your honesty. I know you can't handle it. I can tell the way you walk you can't handle it. My dick is big. They call me King Kong in my pants. I know you can't handle it, but I'll make sure I go real gentle with you. Cause you're cute. 
Thank you so much. I like it gentle. All right? Okay. I got you all Thank day. you so much. I cannot kiss, though. You cannot kiss? No, I have a boyfriend. He has a boyfriend. I got yeah. a husband. What does that mean? You can't see the engagement ring on my neck? Do with the program. My name is DeMarco Fleming, all right? Period. Thank Period. you again. Holla. It's a pleasure. My pleasure. Got Thank you. you. You're Thank awesome. You. Brandon, is that your first time seeing this video? Yeah. That was my first time seeing that shit. <laughs> Did the interviewer, you think he got with the program yet? Man, I think he ran. He's like, hey, let's wrap this shit up. We got it. We got to get the fuck out of here. He got, he got with the program with Daddy DeMarco because he, he definitely wanted to walk the next day without time at all. <laughs> I don't know. I've never thought about that as a, as, as a selling point. Yeah, you're just not going to be able to walk for the next few days. What? Yeah, you your ass going to be <laughs> so, so you ain't walking. That seems very inconvenient for the rest of my fucking week. Yeah. It seems like it's going to be a problem at work for at least a few days. I sent this to you, Jared? Yeah, you sent this to us, man. Wow, man. I, since I guess I was one of those Reddit rap holes. Yeah, I think so. I was just in one a second ago. Oh, she's body count. 